Hello and welcome to series two, episode three of Dad Educates Daughter. I'm Russell and this is my daughter Rebecca. Hello Rebecca. Hi Dad, you all right? I'm good thank you because we're now going into decent music from this week. Okay. So how are you? How did you find this week? Uh, I'm not really sure how to take mixed. this week. Yeah. yeah, mixed. But like, I don't know where the crossover is. I'm intrigued to find out what what starts because I, I feel like I know one of them is a definite music that we're going into but I had five others and I'm not sure where they come. It was a bit hard to find out like genres like kind of have a guess at genres this week. Okay okay so I will just remind the listeners of um, who you had this week so you had Crown Heights Affair. Yeah. The Lambrettas. Yeah. The Piranhas, mm -hmm. the Gap Band, mm -hmm. the Taurus, and yeah. Eurythmics. Yeah. So, how many number ones, if any, did you listen to? I'm going with two. I'm going with two. Yeah. I've been going low lately. You're going to give me more. I've not been right at all. Well, you weren't far out this one. One. Just one. You did listen to one, number one. Was it in the 80s this week? Was it in the 80s, yes. Oh, right. It's got to be from the Eurythmics, because they've got so many songs. But I feel like it could be from the Gap Band. I mean, when you say from the 80s, you only actually listen to three songs outside the 80s. Okay. All right, that's not bad. No. They'll be from the first three bands, because they didn't have any songs from that. Okay, well, we'll find out as we go into them then. So let's talk music. Yes, let's do it. Okay, so the Crown Heights Affair. What did yeah. you think of them? What was your, your view on those? Um, there weren't much from them. I felt like these were electronic, but I don't think we're there yet, really. So I feel like I'm wrong. I only had two songs from them, and they were quite instrumental, so it gave me them early vibes of the 80s that we had last season but yeah it's a big focus on instrumental for me uh -huh. they weren't that great to listen to it weren't a great start to open the week with if I'm honest no no uh, the, I don't know they were just I think it's because they were instrumental their songs kind of like they've got really high voices um, and there's quite a lot of them, isn't there? If I remember, quite a lot of them yes. in the band. Yes. So, do you want me to tell you who was in the band? Yeah. I mean, they're very suave people when I watch the videos. They dress formally. So, it still gives me that early 80s vibe. So, these definitely are early 80s. But yeah, right. there's a lot. So, you had Philip Thomas on vocals, William Anderson on guitar and vocals, Howard Young on keyboards. Bert Reed on trumpet, James Baynard on trumpet, Raymond Reed on trombone, Arnold Wilson on bass, Julius Dillegard Jr. on trombone, and Raymond Rock on drums. Okay, I don't know, like orchestra with that type of instruments, okay. your trombone and yeah. your trumpets. They were formed in Brooklyn, New York. Okay. In 1967. Oh, okay, so an old one. Um, following the disbanding of 
New Day Express, and that's spelled N-U-E for new and D-E-Y for day. That's annoying. And they are classed as an R&B disco dance funk band. Okay. See, I, I thought, it, I don't know, there's nothing electronic about what you just said to me, but like the first song, Galaxy of Lovers, that's fair. I can hear something a bit electronic in it. It might just be me preparing myself for mm. that. I mean, they did, they did have keyboards, so yeah. there would have been a bit of it, but they weren't known. That's not their genre at all. No, no. So they released their first album with RCA Records in 1974, and then they moved on to Delight Records, which was part of like Polygram Records, and that saw them gain worldwide audience, so success. Yeah. And they got to number one in the US Hot Dance Club chart. I thought you were going to say they were the number one then. I was like, stop. No, no, no. They got to number one in the US Hot Dance Club chart with mm -hmm. Dreaming a Dream, which also got to number 43 on the Billboard 100, Top 100. Okay. And Every Beat of My Heart got to number two on the US Dance chart and also charted in the Billboard Top 100 at number 83. Okay, so they did well in America then? Yeah, that, that's where they were mainly. But I was getting, they are American, so. Yeah. Uh, Bert died in, so Bert Reed died in 2004. Raymond Rock died in 2013. Mm. And James Bernard um, died in 2015 in a car crash he was involved in a car crash uh they disbanded in 1984 although did reunite in 2013 okay i feel like a lot of your 80s lot reunites yeah you'll hear a little bit about that later on as well with other ones okay. uh they had one uk top 10 right so i'm right with one of these being out of the so regarding 80s. their music, what did what did you what did you think? I mean, you only as you say, you only had two. What did you? Uh... I just thought it was just that bit instrumental, and you know, I don't really like that. Like Galaxy yeah. of Love, the high voices, focus on the instrumental, and then you gave me love was like a change in their tone, and that might be because if I'm working this out, Galaxy of Love would have been the seventies, and then you gave me love would have been the eighties song that they had. So the change in tone would have been going from the 70s to the 80s, I'm guessing. So Galaxy of Love gave me that bit more, but it was still a focus on the instrumentals. And so it went really up my street. But, you know, they weren't, they weren't bad songs. They were all right. No. But they weren't, I don't know, they didn't give me much. It weren't like a start to the week. No. It was just like a, and okay. They only had two hits in, yeah. in the UK. Um, so these the only just, two hits ever then that was it yeah yeah in the so the two that i'm just mentioned that done well in 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 the u.s um, even dreaming chart. a dream and uh every beat of my heart weren't, weren't released over here or oh weren't released, either weren't oh, released either or, or. Didn't chart. yeah yeah um so the two i gave you was 1978 galaxy of love mm -hmm. that got to number 24 Okay. And then 1980, You Got oh. Me Love, got to number 10. Okay, You Gave Me Love was my favourite. Oh, right. Yeah. At least not the 80s one. But other than that, there's not much really to, to say about them. 
no. other than they had a hit in the eighties, which is why we're talking about it. It's funny how long I guess like the charting success didn't really matter, like we've said before. It weren't about getting number ones and whatnot back then. But it's funny how that's their only um charting in the UK. But because they were so like got hits in America, they were able to go on to eighty four. But when you say that, for me, just looking at it as a UK perspective, it's like why did you carry on? And then you remember about the American. It's just a, like, it's yeah. mad how so different over here, success known as a one hit wonder. Yeah, but it's crazy yeah. how different yeah. the success is in two different countries. Yeah, but how many artists from over these shores have gone over there and done and nothing? Not, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's you know, true. I don't even think Robbie Williams really done it over in America. No, it could many do, to no. be honest. Quite hard, yeah. isn't it? Like if you get it in America, you. Pay I think I think you two are probably the main one, but they're more because they got their Irish roots, and there's a yeah. big Irish American Irish following. Yeah, that's true. Okay, moving on then to the Lambrettas. Yeah. So. What's your? They're course? a bit more upbeat, but again, didn't really give me much. I'm guessing these are some sort of rock. That's what I've gone with. But what type of I feel like a soft rock. Um, but yeah, they, they were more upbeat than Crown Heights Affair. Um, but the reason I went with rock is because they I feel like they talk more than they sing and their instrumentals a bit harsher. Like it's got that little rock harshness to it. But yeah, the singing's not up there. But I'd have a little talk to you, um, especially in dance. It's a bit more talking, but... Yeah, they're all right. Okay. Not bad. Well, I'm surprised you like them because oh, why? they're a mod band. Or they're called Mod Revival Band. And we've already had one of those in the jam, which you didn't like. No, didn't like them. No. So the Lambrettas were Jess Bird, vocals and guitar. Mm -hmm. Doug Sanders on guitar and vocals. Mark Ellis on bass and Paul Windsor on drums they were formed in 1979 in brighton oh that's a new one not had yeah. any from down there and um, the name comes is obviously named after the iconic italian scooter mm, which was renowned which, with the mods yeah and to be fair now you've said that they're mods Thinking back to what they were wearing, they had like, all the bomber jackets and the, the stuff that we spoke about to do with mods, but I didn't put two and two together. I don't really yeah, understand. The, the lamp, the name was a big giveaway. The scooters, which were known with the mods. Yeah, I didn't know that, did I? I don't know what the Lambretta the scooter, is. The iconic scooter from Italy is the Lambretta. So, there you go. So, yeah. Their biggest hit was a cover version of a 1950s song by Lieber and Stoller. What song was that? that they well, I'm not giving that away yet, am I? It was their biggest hit, so I'm not going to give away what their biggest hit was until <laughs> we've had your favourite song from them. So all I'm saying is their biggest hit was a cover. Um, the band disbanded in April 1982. However, awesome. Bird reformed the band for a time in the 90s. And they have since reformed again in 2009. And they're still going? I can't see anywhere that they, they're not. So whether they're just um, touring and doing things like that, I don't yeah. know. I mean, I've never come across them. But, um, and they had one top 10 hit. 
which will be their biggest hit. So, what did you think of their music? Well, like I said, it was more upbeat. Only had two. Yeah. yeah, like when there's only two, it's quite hard. But comparing the two songs, you had Poison Ivy, which was like a bit upbeat. I was like, oh yeah, getting into this. And then Dance, like it was all right. But that's where I found the harshness of the instrumentals, which is maybe what made me think they were rock. Um, and there was more talking and singing than that. Out of the two, Poison Ivy was my favourite. Okay. So 1980, Poison Ivy mm. got to number seven. Okay, so that's the cover then. Yeah, no. So <laughs> I'm a bit lost because I've written down their biggest hit was a cover version of a 1950s hit by Lieber and Stoller. Yeah. But the, the hit they released, I'm just looking it up, was... Somebody to love. I did have that one. No. Did it hit here? So I've obviously mucked up. <laughs> you a song, which I've done before. We know that. Oh yeah, we um, do. I'm just quickly having a look now. Well, it's it's not showing where I look. So the ones I've given you are what it's showing me as chart. Hits. I was going to say so maybe it didn't I've... hit in the UK. Maybe, but they were well, no, because they were UK they bands. Oh, yeah, not, that's true. So they wouldn't have um, even that been probably no. been that big over there. So, um, yeah, I'm not, not totally sure on that one. Oh, no, because they weren't but, even um, really outside the 80s. They were I've just looked, formed. and Somebody to Love was released in 1982. But where it came, or if they're saying it was its their biggest hit, well, 1980, Poison Ivy got to number seven. So I think um, my resources resource might be wrong. My re yeah. The resource I look at is probably wrong, and it wasn't a hit. Mm. Um, Maybe it was just a cover hit. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, I don't know. But um, the two you listen to anyway, 1980, Poison Ivy, number seven. 1980, Dance, number 12. <laughs> Okay. Oh, so they they didn't hit, they didn't um, chart that badly. No, no. Well, Poison Ivy was my favourite. Right. Okay, and that was their biggest hit. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to the Piranhas. Yeah. These guys just kind of had a bit of fun, didn't they? Like all of them, really, of this um, genre. Yeah. Do you know what the genre is? No, these. I put literally under where I write my genre, I put no idea. <laughs> Scar. Oh, see, because there's all these weird genres like Scar, mods, I forget about them. So I don't think about it. And I'm like, I'll just go with the, the standard, you know, yeah. that spectrum of what they could be. Yeah. But these ones I had no idea. But okay, yeah, we're good. At least it weren't an obvious one. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, these did. Yeah, that is kind of what Scar is, isn't it? I think I say that about a lot of Scar yeah. bands. They're just here for a bit of fun. So the Piranhas were Bob Glover, lead vocals, guitar and trumpet. Dick Slexia, also known as Richard Adland, is his real name, but he obviously changed it. Oh, my Funny God. Enough, we said oh. it last week, didn't we, about the names of the drummers. 
Yeah, always weird. Yeah, dyslexia. But I thought when you when you went also known as, I thought you were going to give me like a different name, not his real name. I thought you were going to try and tell me that so, dyslexia was his no, real not, name. Sorry. I should have done it the other <laughs> way round, but I wrote his name down before I, <laughs> when I wrote it. I thought that's a weird name, and then I thought because that you know dyslexia, and, and then it said born Richard Adland, right? Okay. So he changed his name. Uh, Reg Hornsby on bass, Zoot Alors, who was originally called Phil Collins, but I guess there was already a Phil Collins. So I was going to say, hang on, Zoot is Alors. this the Phil Collins yeah. we know about? Yeah. Um, he was saxophonist. Right. And Al Hamber, who was Alan Bynes, um, was a stand-in saxophonist while Collins recovered from a car accident. So we've had another car God. accident. What's with all these people today? Yeah. And then Johnny Helmer was on vocals and guitars as well. Okay. So they were formed in 1977 in Brighton. Again? Another Brighton. They were saying we never had any now, two of them. Yeah. Um, And they were a ska band and they were part of the Brighton punk scene. Okay. They don't come across like that, though. They're just a bit there for fun. In one of the videos in... Zambezi, is that how you could say it? Yeah, Zambezi. Zambezi. The vocalist, what's the lead vocalist guy called? Bob Glover. Yeah, he looked like he dressed up looking like Dennis the Menace. <laughs> he had a red and black striped um, jumper on. And I kid you not, the way his hair was, like, it weren't black like Dennis the Menace, but it was like he's got dark brown hair and just it was a bit scruffy. And literally when he came on my screen, I was like, you look like Dennis the Menace. Literally, but none of them, they don't have like a dress code. They don't have a theme that they all stick to. One of them in Tom Hark video that I watched was just topless. One of them was in this extravagant, vibrant shirt. One of them was wearing a bit of leather. And I was like, this is why I had no idea what the genre was. They were also, they're not on, like, I couldn't find them on Spotify. So I, um, the only way I could listen to them was, uh, on YouTube so it was really weird because I've not had that in a while but they're literally like they're on Spotify but the songs that I listen to aren't on Spotify so then I was like really confused because oh. I was like well if they're their like biggest songs like biggest yeah. chart topping well, you'd think they'd be the ones on Spotify but the only album on Spotify is from 1995 so I was like right. what on earth is this so yeah that, that, it was just these were a bit of an odd one this week so Tom Hark was originally an instrumental hit in 1958 for Elias and his zigzag jive flutes. And then Bob Boring Glover Boring. wrote new lyrics. Yeah, he's known as Boring. Um, wrote new lyrics and with executive producer Pete Waterman. Saying that like you've surely heard of is. Pete Waterman. No? He's on loads of 80s things. And anyway, he was part of Stock Aitken and Waterman, who were the biggest, probably one of the one of the biggest 80s producers. And they had only Kylie Minogue and people like that with oh, Banana yeah, Rama. I know that from. Time. Yeah, well, I'm just letting you know. So he this is probably <laughs> like the early, probably the earliest mention I've seen of him being involved, where we've already come across Trevor Horn, mm. who was another big producer of the 80s. This is the first time we come across one of Stock Aitken and Waterman, i.e. Pete Waterman in this case. The executive producer 
and it became a UK hit with a popular football chant, especially for the Brighton fans, obviously coming from Brighton, mm-hmm. whose fans released it as a single, Tom Hark, and in brackets, We Want Former, which is where they now play. They This was their song to try and raise the funds, get um, publicity get for the new stadium. That's pretty cool. I did think, like, I wrote down that I really recognise, like, the riff or the background music. Uh-huh. But it's like, I don't know whether that's why I know, because I don't really follow, like, Brighton in football, but... The Brighton fans released it um, to highlight their club's fight for a new stadium in 2005. Oh, so it must have been maybe somewhere. And wait for this. It charted above Girls Aloud, Blue and Christina Aguilera. Stop. That's mad. So that's why I've probably heard the music then. Because I was listening and I was like... Why do I know this? Someone must have covered this song, and then I was like, but I don't yeah. recognise the song. Yeah. I literally only recognise the like riff or music, or whatever you want to call it. That must be why, because in two thousand and five, I would have yeah. been listening to the charts. That's yeah. mad, though. Wow. So, and hang on, um, that's a song. So that was the piranhas in the charts, or was it the fans in the charts? The fans, uh, I think. Um, I think they cool. got. Um, credited for it though on yeah the, yeah yeah I, I think i'm pretty sure i wrote i, I read um that they did get credit or bob yeah. glover got credited yeah that's obviously the one not the well for the music yeah not because the lyrics remember this was a cover mm. anyway yeah, no, yeah, he got, yeah no no he would have got no he probably got credited for the lyrics because originally it was a instrumental ah in so the music he the then music wrote the lyrics right with you so Richard Adland, also known as Dick Slexia, he died in 2017 from lung cancer. Johnny Helmer went to be went on to be a songwriter, um, and he was mainly known for his work with Marillion um, when Fish left. Obviously, we haven't spoken. Uh, I was going to say you're saying that like I should know. <laughs> um, and Piranhas were not the first ska band to cover Tom Hark as Millie Small and George Ferry did it in 1964. So it's okay. actually been released so originally been... as an instrumental in 1958. Yeah. I don't know what theirs what look, listened like in 1964, and then they obviously covered it again in the 80s. And they had one UK top 10 hit. Happy Tom Hart. So, before I go on to the songs, then what, what was your thoughts on their music? Your favourite um, one? So, my favourite was Tom Hark. Like I say, I really recognised the riff or music, whatever it was. It's really catchy. Um, and then Zambezi, I feel like it's just a bit of fun. Like they're just having a good time. Uh-huh. So, I feel that's the vibe that I got from them, just having a bit of fun. But Tom Hark was really catchy. I enjoyed that one. So, that's my favourite. Okay. So... 1980 Tom Hark was released mm. and I got to number six. Okay, so that's a, that's a top ten. And then 1982 Zambezi and I got to number 17. That's not bad. No. Top 20s. But then it's like, what happened? Like, why didn't, like, having two top 20s, one, one top 10, were they not good enough 
for people to keep buying the other releases. Like it's weird, isn't it, when you think about it? Like I think as well, you got to remember it all. It was a lot around record deals as well. You had to keep on and on and on churning them out, and as soon as yeah. you lost that record deal, it was hard. I mean, there were the independents as we've already yeah. spoke about, but. And it's hard to, to get yourself in back the in, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, and, you know, I suppose as well, other ska bands were around that were bigger, you know, that we've already yeah. mentioned. Madness. Yeah. The Specials, obviously, were probably the main one. And Selector and English Beat. Yeah, that's true. They did a lot of It's just a competitive world, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Okay. Moving on then to the Gap Band. Yeah. What were your... Thoughts on those? Well, these um, are like, oh, I don't know. They're just, I mean, they've got oops upside your head, haven't they? (laughs) When that come on, I was like, is this? Because I don't really pay attention to what I'm writing when I add it to my playlist. So when I've added oops upside your head, it's not processed in me. So when it then played, I was like, am I still listening to, is is this something that dad gave me? Like, what? So I was like, okay. So I'm on a, I'm at a really stereotypical British disco, aren't I? Like with oops upside your head. Um, so that got my mood up considering like the, the other three that we've already spoken about. They weren't, they didn't give me that much oomph. So having that, I was like, okay, let's go. But it was really weird listening to it in my car on the way to work. I thought these were disco funk genre. I want to go down and again I thought these were quite suave you know they all kind of they like their jackets they're a bit brighter than what I've already had but these again I thought oh you're a bit of fun but not in the same way as the piranhas a bit of fun they were nice and catchy okay so last week you said about not had many brothers or you know family related and then we went into what we'd already and we had a lot. Yeah, Holly, Ronnie and Robert Wilson, all brothers. Do you say Ollie, Ronnie and Robert? Charlie, oh. Ronnie and Robert. Charlie, Ronnie and Robert, okay. Wilson. They were formed in 1967 in Tulsa, Oklahoma in the US. Okay. And they are a funk Boogie, R&B, Soul, Disco, Electro-Funk band. Do they so just want to few, do a bit of everything? I suppose because of how long they were, they, because uh, they obviously went a few, a couple of decades, decade genres that um, they had more. Yeah. I nearly wrote Soul and I was like, mm, they're a bit too upbeat for Soul. They retired from the music business in 2010. Oh, Wow. That's long ago. And Charlie is now the only living brother um, after Robert died in 2010. Now, I don't know if that was before they retired or that was the reason they did retire. I'm not sure. And then Ronnie died in November recently. Oh, okay. Not long ago. It's really recent. Yeah. Yeah. And Nirvana's drummer, Dave Gruhl, also Mm. from the Foo Fighters. He credits the Gap Band for inspiring the drum roll on Nirvana's hit Smells Like Teen Spirit. Oh, okay. Why, did he, like, take it from them or just get a bit of inspiration? He was inspired by it, but yeah. yeah. 
and George Michael incorporated parts of Burn Rubber on his single Star People. Okay. So there you go. So yes. They were a bit of a so bit of a bigger band compared to what we've had yeah. already this week. Yeah. Was this what did you say they're just all singer? Yeah, yeah, no. So they're um, they're a group, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I thought that when I was listening, I was like, I feel like these are more of a group. Yeah. So um, a few more songs for you to have listened to on this one. So what did you what yeah. did you think? What was your overall thoughts on their music? Overall, they were just to put some key words out there: head bopping, catchy, upbeat, a bit more sing along. Um, got me moving a bit. Uh, my favourite was humping. Sounds weird to say, but yeah. Um, and I preferred their. So you gave me six. Their last three were ones that I really got into. The first lot, I mean, yeah, Oops Upside Your Head, you know it, but like I said, it was weird listening to it in the car. Uh But Humping, Someday, and Big Fun really gave me that bit more. I enjoyed them more. Okay. So the back end. All right. Okay. So 1980, Oops Upside Your Head was released and got to number six. However, it was also released in 1987. And it got to number 20. And then it was released again in 2004 and got to number 16. So it's been released three times and made the top 20 all, you know. I mean, we had the early 80s, the late 80s, and then a, you know, completely different, you know, we've gone through the 90s and into the noughties and it's still still a big hit or a big top 20 hit. Actually done better than 1987. So. But it still hits yeah. now, doesn't it? Like I say, if you're yeah, thinking yeah. about a stereotypical like disco, oops, upside your head comes out, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, 1980, Party Lights, number 30. Oh, okay. 1980, Burn Rubber on Me, Why You Want to Hurt Me, number 22. Ooh. Your favourite, Humpin'? Mm-hmm. Released in 1981, only reached number 36. Really? Yes. So that was their least hit. Wow. So they kind yes. of like had oops upside your head, went down, and you can tell me that they come back up with the last two. 1984, someday, number 17. Okay, yeah, they come back. 1986, Big Fun, their biggest hit, number four. Okay. But like I say, I preferred the later ones. I'm quite surprised about Humpin'. Very surprised about that. But I prefer the last three. Yes, yeah. three. So I'll take that. Okay. Moving on then to the tourists. What did you think of them? Uh, thought they were rocky, but... I think I've gone way off what genres I can go and pick this week because I'm rubbish. So I don't know that's going to be wrong. But yeah, I went for rock. Only had four songs, so there weren't much to think of them, really. Um, And to be fair, they wear like leather, so I really want to say they're rock. Okay. Anything else about the tourists you might have noticed? Did you watch the videos or anything? I watched two. Okay. Anything about? No. Okay. Did you watch any other video? Uh, 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 did you watch videos for all the other bands, groups? Yeah. 
<gasps> yeah. Is there someone from this one in what's my last one called? Eurythmics. I can't picture him now. No, there's gonna be someone in another band, isn't there? And I've not. So um, the tourists were formed in 1976 in London. Right. They are a rock pop band, so right. power pop. Okay. okay. Yeah. The tourists were Pete Coombs, vocals and guitar. Right. Dave Stewart on guitar. Right. Eddie Chin on bass. Right. Jim Toomey on drums. And the vocalist keyboardist was a lady by the name of Annie Lennox. Right. So Annie Lennox is in Eurythmics, but so is Dave Stewart. So I am so, right. As I pictured them then, I pictured, but I didn't I don't I didn't recognise Dave Stewart being in both, but Annie Lennox has very vibrant hair. Yeah. I didn't really notice it when I was watching it, only thinking back now. Vibrant hair, vibrant hair. So the guitarist Pete Coombs and Dave Stewart were members of a folk rock band, The Long Dancers, Long Dancer, which was on Elton John's Rocket Records labels. Oh, okay. They then moved to London. Yeah. Where they met singer Andy Lennox, who had dropped out of a course at the Royal Academic of Music to pursue her ambitions in pop music. And they then formed the three of them in 1976, a band called The Catch. Right. So they released one single, Borderline Black Blood. Um, it wasn't a commercial success. And after being released in the UK, Netherlands, Spain and Portugal, they then recruited Chin and Toomey in 1976. And then they renamed themselves again to the Tourists. Okay, so they kind of had a little bit of rework done. Yeah. And then their breakthrough was a cover of Dusty Springfield's I Only Want to Be With You. I recognise that song, you know, but it's like, if it's a cover, that means it's before the 80s, so that won't be why I recognise it, but I recognise that song. Uh-huh. Well, I wrote recognisable, I didn't think I know this song, I was just like, you sound yeah. familiar. And then um, they toured in 1979. Right. As support for Roxy Music. Oh, Okay. And when they were signed to RCA Records. So while they were signed to RCA Records, whether Roxy Music were as well, but they then yeah, yeah, yeah. supported, which probably would say they, they probably all probably were. Yeah. Yeah. And um, it's funny because um, Dave Stewart was romantically linked, was with Annie Lennox. Okay. And it was him, that, obviously he was with Pete Coombs. And... Um, by with you mean just like no no as in they were they were a couple okay so, so they moved Stewart's... down to london so they were so the um they were obviously as i said the long dancer yeah folk band yeah. they then moved to london, london. picked up they sure obviously um met annie Lew annie lennox they become mm -hmm. romantically involved and then he introduced her to Pete Coombs, and they then formed the band The Catch as the three of them. But who was with Pete Coombs? Dave Stewart. They come. They moved down to London together. 
Right, so you don't mean them as romantically together? No, not those two, no. Well, that's no. why I got... Because you said just, with. Well, I was like, what Pete Coombs, is he by? I'll explain again. So Pete Coombs yeah. and Dave Stewart were yeah. in a band or yeah, a folk yeah. rock band called yeah. Long Dancer. They moved. They then, that disbanded whatever. They moved to London, obviously, where the, it, they felt that they would be better off based. Yeah. Dave Stewart obviously met Annie Lennox and they became romantic. They became involved. Yeah. He then introduced Annie Lennox to Pete Coombs right. and they formed the catch between the three of them. Yeah. I'm with you. However, you. what I'm trying to say is Stewart introduced Coombs to Annie Lennox, whom he had met when she was working in a London restaurant. And it just reminded me of the um, Human League. I was working in a restaurant or whatever, however the song goes. Um, yeah. And it's, oh. it seemed like, was that based on Annie Lennox and Dave Stewart? It could have been. Yeah, but who came first? Well, I'd say the Tories were around before, or the Catch, the Catch, mm. the Tories were around before Human League. Oh, yeah, yeah, because Human so, League are so, yeah. And I'm sure it's nothing to do with it, because they were in London and um, Human League are from Sheffield. But it's just when I read that, it just reminded me, um, you know, you were just a waitress in a a cocktail bar, mm. whatever the song goes. And um, yeah, now you said that, I think that is a lyric. That, yeah, yeah, I know what you're on about now. But why do I know? I mean, I know we're not on, like, you'll probably talk about her more in your remix, but why do I know Annie Lennox's name? Why do I know that name? Oh, she was, she sang a concert. I can't remember what it was, but she was really, she was one of the standout ones. Um, Because she's obviously become a soloist since. uh, With Why and um, Walking on Broken Glass. But yeah, there was a concert. I can't remember what it was. um, Whether it was another Live Aid or something like that. But she was probably one of the... Standouts. The the standouts from that that one. I think it was a later later Live Aid, I'm pretty sure. Okay, no, that's fine. I was just, because when... I mean, I know we're not on them yet, like I just said, but when I was like getting all the songs to them from a playlist, when I was getting the Eurythmics ones, it went like, so under the song, it says the artist and under every Eurythmics song, it says Eurythmics, comma, Annie Lennox, comma, Dave Stewart. But in my head, the, the Eurythmics were in your duo as well. Yeah, they are. Right, so I don't know why it's listed Eurythmics and then listed both their names as well. Oh, well, no, I was just like, that's they... the only reason I know that Annie Lennox yeah. was in the Eurythmics. Yeah. Oh, right. They were the Eurythmics. So after releasing their third album in 1980, this is a tourist now we're talking about, the yeah. band dissolved. Um, and Dave Stewart was keen to move from the tourist guitar-based new wave sound to explore synthesizer-led pop and formed Eurythmics with annie lennox okay so So because they wanted to move on to another sound so they wanted to get away from the rock the guitar to synth pop which was now obviously coming coming so eurythmics were also part of the i mean they'd obviously heard it because obviously you had the tourists first but obviously the likes of omd human league uh joy division they were all now on the scene yeah um gary newman and the tubeway army they were now on the scene. Dave Stewart obviously liked it. And him and Annie Lennox then left the tour. The tourists obviously reached the dead end. Yeah. And they went off to do that. Right. So 
you have that thing, and then you have this, where another part of it is Annie Lennox and Dave Stewart were in a relationship. However, they split up oh, okay. uh, as a couple, but they decided to continue working together as an experimental music partnership under the name Eurythmics. So there's two different, there's, there's the one that says Dave Stewart wanted to um, move to synthesizer-led pop, and then there's another one that said they were work they they they'd split up and but still obviously decided to be you know to they wouldn't to still be involved in music and and um it was and that, but it says it was an experimental music partnership but maybe that went hand in hand maybe he wanted to move on to the synth yeah. pop and they split up and it was like let's experiment with all yeah. this let's see if we yeah. can work together because it's an experimental music partnership not experimenting music it was yeah. to see how their partnership works and maybe he was like look i want to move on do you want to come with me let's see if we can work this out and create yeah. something and i guess they did and bear, bear in mind, Annie Lennox was listed as vocals and keyboards. She would have she been the keyboardist had, anyway. Yeah, so. so he needed her, really. So, yeah. So, um, in the other thing that was with the Taurus, Pete Coombs was the, the main songwriter. And I suppose Annie Lennox and Dave Stewart wanted to go in that side themselves. Yeah. So they felt the best way to do it was to break away Not and do their own type toes. of music and what have you. So, yeah. Um, and unfortunately, Pete Coombs died in 1997 from liver disease at the age of 45. And they reckon it was from his over, his, his, he had a heavy drink problem or oh, okay. a heavy drink cut, shall I say. Yeah. Um, so obviously, liver disease is usually associated to alcohol yeah. poison and that. So yeah, but um, still young, 45. Yeah, that is really so, yeah. good, to be fair. And I just felt that this was now the best point then by having a Taurus to yeah, then link in with nicely. Eurythmics which starts off then with ritually with the 80s music that I know. I thought you know, so. Eurythmix is probably now the start of. Yeah. So My before we go into the Eurythmics, I will just ask you the, for your um, songs on the tourists. Um, yeah, these. So The Loneliest Man in the World. It was soft. I felt like there was like one person who you heard more, but obviously that would have been... Need Lennox being the Lennox. vocalist, but I just felt it was more like you couldn't really even hear like the music. It was just her voice, and I was like, okay, um, weren't that bad. I only want to be with you was my favourite. It was catchy, like I've already said. It was sounded familiar. Um, so good to be back home again. I just thought it was upbeat, and don't say I told you so. It was like repetitive, and I got a beachy vibe from it, and I don't know why. I just felt like you could play it on a beach. But I've had that before, where I've been like, you could play this while you're on holiday. But yeah, so they weren't that bad. They were like more into getting into what I like, the catchiness that I beat, can sing along a bit. Um, but yeah, the I Only Want To Be With You stood out. That was my favourite. Okay. So I said to you at the beginning, there were three songs only from the 70s. And you've had one already from the Crown Heights Affair, because both... Oh, sorry, so the Lambrettas, Piranhas and the Gap Band were all 80s only. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Taurus, obviously, you can, because we've already said Eurythmics were filmed after, it. so it can yeah. only be the Taurus. So 1979, Ooh. The Loneliest Man in the World got to number 32. Ooh, okay. 1979, I Only Want to Be With You, which we've already said was a cover of Dusty Springfield, got to number four. So oh, that's, that's good. Paralleled the tourists into the the open, I suppose, for into the commercial yeah. world of 
the listeners. 1980, so good to be back home again. That got to number eight. So that's their second top 10 here. Yeah. And also in 1980, Don't Say I Told You So, that got to number 40. So literally just scraped Oh, in wow. So they didn't do that well, really, as a band. No, because if you think their biggest hit was a cover. Yeah. And so they only had, they only had one top 10 hit, which is no different to Crown Heights Affair, and um, the Lambrettas and Piranhas, because yeah. you've had a lot this week where you've just had one real main Yeah, hit. like there's not been a vast amount of songs that I've had to listen to. No, no, and even the Gap Band, I mean, Oops Upside Your Head was obviously number six, and then yeah. Big Fun number four, so you haven't yeah, had so many top been, ten hits. They're not big this week. No, no, well, yet, yet. Well, yes, let's go. So, let's start. Eurythmics, and out comes. Oh, it's back! Look at it. We've not seen that since like the beginning of series one. Oh, there they are. Eurythmics, and look at sorry, Dad showing it on the screen, but I can see like the names of like other bands, and it's like look at all those like New Order, Craftwork, OMD, Japan. Soft Cell, Ultravox, Gary Newman. Like we've done all them. Yeah. We've only got like, I've not, oh, Heaven 17's on there. There's only three that I've not done, which is Yazoo, Erasure, and obviously we're now doing Eurythmics. And that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, New Order, Craftwork, OMD Japan, yeah. Heaven 17, Yazoo, Soft Cell, Ultravox, Eurythmics, Erasure, Gary Newman. There is more. There's others. Oh, right. Oh, uh, right. Boxy I'm going to start reading out the ones that we've not done or not going to do. Seagulls. Spandau Ballet's on there. Oh, yeah, Teardrop Explodes are on there. Yeah. Tears for Fears, Talk Talk. So, yeah. We've not done Tears for Fears, have we? No. So what song do you think would be on here for the electric? Oh, oh there were some good ones. Oh, let's have a look. Oh, I don't know. Okay, what about There Must Be an Angel? Or Thorn in My Side? There's so many. Okay. I've got double page here for all these songs. Well, we need to get on then, so I'll put you out of your misery. It was Sweet Dreams Are Made of These. I was going to say that, but I didn't think that was like, I thought that was too, I don't know. All right. Okay. Like that so, Eurythmics. I've already told you who was in it. Yeah. Stuart, guitar, <laughs> we know how they formed. Lennox, vocals <laughs> and keyboards. And you already know that they were formed in 1980 because that's when Taurus disbanded. And yeah. obviously we know they were in London. Yeah. And um, as I've said, the reason he left the Taurus was he wanted to get a synthesizer base. So they're obviously synth pop. Yeah. Um, stroke dance rock. It's also class. Because um, they're not totally synth pop. So, yeah. So, um, I'll just hand over to you and if you've got two pages to go through uh, I have but it's all the songs so like looking at all the songs I just want to say I love Annie Lennox's hair it's so vibrant and I know I said that when we were talking about the Taurus but it is vibrant like it's so recognizable it's like yes and I feel like there's so many of these songs that are like so powerful and so did Dave Stewart sing did you say that he's a vocalist as well no he's mainly Mainly the, the guitarists. Right, but... okay. Because I was going to say, like, these are so powerful because, like, you can just hear I think that... I've only heard it. I can't even think of him as a singer. 
Yeah, because you can, but you can hear that it's mainly her. There are a couple where you can hear a male voice, and I don't know if she can just change. Oh, it might be, voice, it might be but there's vocals. definitely, yeah, there's definitely a few songs you can hear something. And I did write that, um, like good feeling music. I felt like it was more of a solo than a duo. But then when you look at it, obviously, making the music is a part of it as well. Um, but yeah, like her voice is just amazing. Like, it's so powerful and she can go from, so like starts off a bit slow with Love is a Stranger and then you bring in Sweet Dreams and it's like, yes, like that's a, that's such a good song. But then when you go back, when you then go on to Who's That Girl, that's back to slow, but she's got a really nice voice. And like, there's so many where I've just like written down, like here comes the rain again. It's like soothing. Um, good feeling with the music sisters do it are doing it for themselves is just powerful and I feel like she's just singing it for all the women I feel like she I don't know but this that that remember is from the 1980s so ahead of the time in that sense in the way that you know although mm. you know there's been women's rights and all that yeah, for yeah. ages since Emily Parkhurst chucked herself in front of the horse and what did. but you know this, this is before when you think of how it is these how days, it is now, you know, yeah. and we're talking about something from, mm. you know, what, 40 odd years ago. Yeah, but it's just like, she's got such a good voice. Miracle of Love, you can hear a man's voice, because mm. um, I wrote on there, that's another soothing song, but it's nice to hear the male part in it. I Need a Man was a bit of change in sound, so that's quite late later on, uh, but it's all catchy, they're nice and upbeat, they're late a lot, gets a bit it's all right. They're later ones. They end on a high with I've Got a Life. It's different, but I like the lyrics. But yeah, there's so much music. So I'm like, they must have been big in the 80s, I'm guessing. Yeah. But yeah, when I watch some of their videos, you can tell there's more being put into the videos. You can tell like it's in the 80s now and they're doing more with it. It's not just a live performance that's been recorded. So I quite liked watching that. They had a bit of graphics and that in the videos but there weren't much to them but I don't think you need to do much when you've got Annie Lennox's hair but yeah no they were you know up there yeah so I haven't written a lot about them really because obviously I suppose I'd already introduced them in a sense mm. through the Taurus yeah um but I'm just going to just put a perspective on how big Eurythmics were compared to probably the last couple of weeks where I mean other than I suppose the Jacksons yeah so Eurythmics, they won an MTV Music Award uh, for Best New Artist in 1984 with Sweet Dreams. Okay. They won a Grammy Award in 1987 for Best Rock Performance by a duo or a group with uh, Missionary Man, which you never mentioned. No, Um, Missionary Man. That was just, I don't know, that was just, it was just a there. They won a a Brit Award in 1999 for outstanding contribution to British music. And in 2005, they were inducted into the Music Hall of Fame, the UK Music Hall of Fame. Oh, the music, that's a yeah, new one. Yeah, the UK music. Now, exactly, it is a new one. And I had never heard of the UK no. Music Hall of Fame. So I looked into it. There's probably a reason why I haven't heard of it. So the <laughs> UK Hall of Fame started in 2004 so it's okay so it's not uh, yeah the first people inducted were elvis presley the beatles bob marley madonna and u2 so 
standard. Along with Cliff Richard and the Shadows, the Rolling Stones, Queen, Michael Jackson and Wobby Williams, which had a public vote for an act from each decade. So I had a list of nominations oh, okay. for the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s and 90s. Got voted, voted on, and they are the winners. So Cliff Richard and the Shadows were from the 1950s. Yeah. The Rolling Stones were 60s. from the 1960s. Queen was the 1970s. Michael Jackson was from the 1980s. And Wobby Williams was from the 1990s. Yeah. So they were voted you. in by the public. However, after 2006, Fair to mind, this is, so 2004 was the first one. You then had 2005, 2006. However, after 2006, no more artists were inducted as Channel 4, who was the, um, the broadcaster behind it, right. announced they had axed the ceremony due to the lack of funding. So oh. it only had three years of inductees, oh. which is why we've never come across it before. Okay. But also, would you like to be like, you know, it wouldn't be a flex, would it? Like, oh, I'm in the UK Music Hall of Fame because yeah. it doesn't really exist so, anymore. Um, you know, it's not like they something... were inducted in 2005. They were inducted. Okay. Well, One of the few in. by the look of it. So, yeah. Yes, I still won't flex about it because it's no. not like carried on. I don't on, remember it? mentioning it. I mentioned it. We made well of but I don't remember mentioning it when we mentioned it when we went through U2 and U2 were the first inductees in it. Yeah. Yeah, or Queen, yeah. So, so no, yeah. Definitely not mentioned it. No. Uh, well, that's what I thought, and that's why I wrote that bit about it. Yeah. So, Mix had nine Tom top ten hits, right. including one number one. That's going to be Sweet Dreams. Their first two albums charted at number three, the album Sweet Dreams, and number one, Touch, the album Touch. Okay. Eurythmix then split up in 1990, However, following Pete Coombs' death, so that obviously, as we've already said, Dave Stewart was with Pete Coombs for a yeah. long time because he'd known yeah. them since they were in that folk band, the long yeah. So Then they were in the catch with Annie Lennox and then obviously the Taurus. So obviously when he died in 1997, his death acted as a catalyst for Lennox and Stewart to revive their friendship. So they've obviously split. Oh, lost touch kind of thing. Completely, yeah. Revived their friendship and musical partnership, eventually, and then and they got back together making music, right. and then eventually split up again in two thousand and five. Reuniting, however, for two one-off concerts, one in twenty fourteen, um, which was a Beatles tribute concert, and then again in twenty nineteen for Sting's thirtieth "We'll Be Together" benefit concert. Oh, I mean, they're Which good. was obviously quite recent, 2019. Yeah, yeah. and now I guess so, yeah. they're good causes to reunite for. Yeah, so they, they formed in 1980, they split up in 1990. Pete Coombs' death acted as a catalyst to getting back together in 1997, yeah. and then they, they eventually did split in 2005, but I've had, as I say, two one-offs. So... Just, I want to quickly ask... Yeah. Sisters are doing it for themselves. You know, I said that it's, like, really powerful... Yes. Aretha Franklin sings on it. Why do Correct. I know her? Yes. Why do I know her though? I don't know how you, she, you why you'd know her, but she was. No, but a, I recognise her name. I don't even. I recognise yeah. her name. She was a singer, big singer. I don't know if she's still alive, to be honest. But um, yeah, she's a singer from I suppose the sixties, seventies. Oh, okay. Right. Not someone really from the eighties. I mean, this is probably 
brought her back in a bit bit like um oh who was it um with um mark allman from soft cell um i don't know you're asking oh, me that gene pitney gene pitney that song with here with gene pitney um something's got a hold of my heart yeah yeah um, yeah, yeah yeah sort of propelled gene pitney i'd say that eurythmics did that with aretha franklin with um sisters are doing it for themselves Okay, yeah. So, yeah. I've just looked her up and I really re- I recognise her. So, it's just probably oh, right, because okay. she's like I'll... so. Yeah. Probably because she's like so big. But mm. she died in 2018. Oh, as I say, I'm not sure if she's still alive. 2018. So, yeah. But, yeah. Okay, so you've gone through, you've already said um, pretty much what the songs when you went through. Yeah, which do yeah. you think was the number one? I want to go with Sweet Dreams now. Okay. That's locked in then. I'll lock it in. 1982, Love is a Stranger. What did you think of that? Didn't give me much. Could hear a bit of synth pop in it, like electronic. Yeah. But didn't give me much. So that was their first song, As You If Mix, and that got to number top 10. Yeah. Number six. I was like, this can't be their number one. It's not that good. <laughs> oh, it's, just, one, yeah, it's that. a nice song. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a listen to what you just said. It's an all right song. It's not a number it one is. worthy song, no, yeah, is it? No, I suppose not. But it's a good, yeah. But I'll be honest. When I was writing down the song, I was thinking they had so many good songs. They really did. You, you, yeah. uh, Eurythmics are probably another. I suppose a bit like Level Forty Two. They're a bit underrated, to be honest. They, if you talk about, you if you ask 42. people to mention eighties bands, um, you know, they obviously say Spandau Ballet, Duran Duran, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Wham, and then they might go into, you know, obviously. Other back, but your riff mix probably wouldn't come up that much. Then they well, really I was a... going to ask you, considering the amount of songs, I was like, how are they not a yeah. big one like Wham, yeah. like yeah. Duran you know, Duran? Like, how are they not? Yeah, how are they yeah. not like that? No, because there's yeah. so many. Like, yeah, no, they no, must no, have been right. really that, I was just saying, I think they're an underrated group, a bit like Level Forty Two. And a lot for of me hits. to know quite a quite like I, I recognise quite a few of them. Yeah. And um, when I was listening, like Sweet Dreams, as soon as I saw it written down, I was like, I started singing in my head and I was like, might not even be this song because we all know yeah. what I'm like. But there was a couple that then when I was listening, I was like, oh, I know you too. So for me to know them, obviously yeah. not growing up in the 80s, that shows that they've carried on through the decades and still going, like not going as in performing, but their songs are carrying on. Their songs, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's quite shocking that they're not, like, that big. No. So, yeah, the first hit, Love is a Stranger, number six. Yeah. 1983, Sweet Dreams Are Made of These, number two. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know what could be the thing. What could be the number one, then? But, oh, I don't want to go with an obvious one, but I'd like to say sisters are doing it for themselves. But, yeah. 1983, Who's That Girl? Top 10 hit, top five hit. Okay. Just had a number two. This ain't going to be number one. This this can't be. Who's that girl? 1983 reached number three. Uh, I was going to say, this one went a bit slow compared to Sweet Dreams, so I wouldn't expect this to be... Uh, like, it's a bit of a change. Like, it was kind of like, oh, you're not what I was expecting after that one. So, carrying in in 1983... Right by your side. Mm. Another top 10 hit. Four in a row. And it got to number 10. Okay. I had mixed feelings about that one. So I'm glad about that one. 
1984 we're going into now. Here comes the rain again. It's another top 10 hit. Luminette, they're doing good, aren't they? Number eight. Okay. 1984, Sex Crime. This one was a bit odd. It's a top 10 hit, though. Okay. It's in the top five. Okay, um, don't be this one. This one's a bit odd. I think this was one of my least favourites. They've had a number two, they've had a number three. No. no they've yeah, had a number four. Oh, okay, that's fair. I was like, you're not doing this to me. 1985, Would I Lie to You? Mm-hmm. It's their first song that hasn't reached into the, got into the top ten. It's come at number 17. Oh, that's a bit of a jump, isn't it? Yeah. 1985, There Must Be an Angel Playing With My Heart. Oh, I recognise this Back one? in the top ten. Yes, it has. Has it got into the top five? Yes, it has. Has it got to number one? Yes, it did. Oh, okay, I'll take that. I love that one. Yeah, I've literally written, like, recognise and love. Gave it a four that was five. their number love one. That one. Yeah. Right. There must be an angel playing with my heart. Not my favourite, though. I've not given you any favourites. Oh, just so you know, I've got two favourites because I couldn't choose. Okay. But yeah, I've not Who's given you your favourites. Favorite. Well, keep going. I'll tell you. All right. 1985, Sisters Are Doing It For Themselves with Aretha Franklin. My first favourite. Got into the top 10, but didn't get into the top five. It only got to number nine. Oh, that's shocking. Only, but yeah, number that's nine. quite shocking. After yeah. that, after so sex the crime one. you didn't like that got ahead of it. Who's that girl that got ahead of it? Love is a stranger got ahead of it. Well, that was one of my favourites. Nineteen eighty six. It's all right. Baby's coming back. Number twelve. Yeah, weren't anything special this one. It's just that. Nineteen eighty six. When tomorrow comes. Probably their worst single as far as top what you listen to and as far oh, as chart really? listens go. Number 30. Oh, really? I thought that one was like such a feel-good song. It was like nice and upbeat. I really liked that one. 1986, Thorn in My Side. This one is my second favourite. Ah, well, it's a top 10 hit. Okay. And it was in the top five. Go on. Because it come at number five. Okay. I'll take that. That one was really good. Like, that one was where I really appreciated her voice. 1986, The Miracle of Love. Number 23. Not bad. That one was a change, right? Because I said that that was the male voice. Yeah. 1987, Missionary Man. Mm-hmm. Number 31. Oh, okay. oh, sorry, then. So that was the worst. That was their, um, that was their biggest. Um, yeah. Thought. Yeah, just call it that because when tomorrow comes was number 30, so yes, yeah, missionary man was number 31. That was probably my least favorite, one of my least favorites. Yeah, Uh, 1987, Beethoven, I love to listen, number 25. That was too slow for me. 1988, I need a man, number 26. Okay. Uh, the top 10s now, aren't they? Yeah. 1988, you have placed a chill in my heart. Number 16. Okay, not bad. 1989, Revival. 
number 26. That one was in the running for favourites. 1990, so the year they've split up, as we already know. Don't yep. ask me why. Number 25. Okay. They start calming down and slow down a bit from here. 1990, Angel, their last song or last hit um, before they split up, got to number 23. So the next ones are from when they come come back for their second right yeah yeah, yeah. to speak 1999 i saved the world today bear in mind i haven't been around for nine years which is probably why it done quite well because people were anticipating then coming yeah, back yeah because it got to number 11 now when you think of their last charts and this got in just outside the top 10 it's quite a big you know but I saved the world today. It was not a good, like, it was just, it was, I don't know. I can't explain it. it that was one of my least favourites as well. Like, mm -hmm. it was just a bit too slow. Like, weren't really them. I don't know, it was too uh -huh. different. But it might explain that it weren't in the 80s, so times change. Yeah. It might be to do with that too. And then 2005, I've got a life, number 14. Okay. So they came back kind of strong, but like you say, it's probably the anticipation, isn't it? Yeah. And they did have another hit as well in, in between, but I wasn't, because it was out of the 80s, it wasn't too, really too many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was this week's. Yeah. Bit of a mixed bag, as you said. Um, yeah. Different genres as well. So, I mean, different genres, even two bands that were linked with different genres. Uh, yeah, so it's they weird, went From it? rock, pop, super, you know, power pop to um, synth pop. Yeah. Um, but that's that's how the eight is rocked, I suppose. Um, yeah. So, hit or miss? So, let's start with the Crown Heights affair. They were a miss. No surprise. You only had two songs. And yeah, they didn't they really give me much. No, I was going to say they didn't sound like they did it for you. Okay. Moving on to the Lambrettas. Uh, also a miss. Yeah. Again, only two songs. Yeah. Um, I'm not surprised with that. And they were a bit too... That. I mean, not that they were rocky, but in my head they were a bit too rocky. Yeah. yeah. Well, I've already said you don't like mod. Yeah. So I think it's well and truly in me, even when I don't yeah. know that it's mod. I don't like it. Yeah. Uh, the Piranhas? Um, so these are a miss, because I, don't, I wouldn't listen to any more songs, but I did really like Tom Hark, so... Yeah. But out of the two, I liked that one. But they, I don't know, they didn't give me much to then go forward with. No. They no. didn't make me want to, like that song, I didn't like that song enough to go and look at anything else. No, no, no. So, and I think Scar with you overall has been a bit of a, you weren't, I yeah, mean, you selected, you didn't even choose a no, song refused. or anything, did you? So, no, that yeah. was awful. So, um, you know, the, it's they're in that category that again when know. I don't know that I'm listening to it there's obviously that thing in there that doesn't connect with me yeah the gap band so I put these as a hit slash miss but I am going to put them as a mm, let's decide let's decide now I'm going to put them as a hit because oh. the liked songs that I've got on Spotify are three well it's three well three. you've already said you like the humping Sunday and big fun yeah and I can't believe you don't like oops upside your head well, I do like oops upside your head it's just really weird to go. listen to it so, so they're four, like four to two. Six. Yeah, yeah so and like I would listen to the other three again 
you know, mm -hmm. I wouldn't skip them. I'd listen to them. So we put that as a hit, you know. Okay. They give me that nice feeling. Yeah. So the early Eurythmics in the tall wrists, what are we saying for that? What am I saying for the tall wrists? The tall wrists. I'm saying a hit because oh. there was only four and two out of four I really liked. And I would happily probably go and listen to more to see if there's any more like it. I mean, I know my favourite one was a cover, but I really did like it. I like the sound of them. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah. So I, I'd listen to them. Okay. And then lastly, the Eurythmics. They were a hit. They were like your biggest hit. Like, you know, yeah. Gap Band and Taurus is like, I could be like, mm, they're a hit. I like them. Yeah. But they're a no skip, that kind of hit. Whereas yeah. Eurythmics, they're a hit. I really like them. I'd go out yeah. and I'd listen to their music. So the no, different kind makes, of hit situation. Totally makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And as I say, for me, even me, when I was writing down the songs and I was thinking, oh, they've got so many good songs, you forget, you know. Yeah. And as I say, you know, they are probably an underrated, for, not forgotten, but they're not mentioned enough. Mm. You know, you don't hear of them like they're you They're like over, they've been overtaken the by all the others. They've been yeah, drowned yeah. out in a sense. Even though they did, they were there from the beginning of the 80s to yeah, the end. Yeah, they went the through 80s, all the way. Much, yeah. You know, and obviously being, um, as I say, synth pop. So, but so, then I guess when you look at their chart toppings, um, towards the end, when you get in mid 80s to the end, when they split up, that's when they go down. So that's when the other people were coming in and taking over. And that's like yeah. I say, that's them being. Well, I say, yeah, because 1986 it? was still, I suppose, yeah, because 1986 was probably the, tur the start of the change as synth pop went and other, you know, so yeah, because obviously, yeah, Thorn in My Side was their last big hit, 1986, number five, and then it went downhill rapidly from then okay so good week good week but for me it just gets better now the eurythmics has just got you ready and you just said you like them yeah i did really enjoy them so not their slow bits though i don't do slow nor do i though you give me that oomph. But, well i'll give you the oomph with upside down your head but you don't necessarily like that do you no, i do yeah. like it. it's just weird it's not it weren't the time or place to be listening to it it was odd i was like no. on my way to work at like half eight in the morning listening to oops upside your head like <laughs> what was going on with my day i was like what <laughs> so yeah it weren't i don't like it. it was just wrong time one wrong place like give me that on a saturday night after a few it might be all right uh-huh okay moving on then to next week are oh, you no. ready yes Simple Minds. Okay, I've heard of them, but I wouldn't be able to tell you anything. Okay. So I'll let you know next week when I've listened to the yep. songs if I recognised. Okay, Fleetwood Mac. Oh, okay. Yeah, again, heard of, can't tell you songs. Bell Stars. You've lost me now. Jay Gellis Band. Nope. The Cars. Derek and the Dominoes. No. Okay. That is your that started next off really strong. That's next week's. Sorted. And you end you end with Derek and the Dominoes. Yeah. What? Okay. He's made a lot of money on pizzas. I'll tell you his new business. That's not even what I first thought of. I literally in my head was picturing people <laughs> dressed up as a domino, like the game, uh, not the pizza. It's probably back, like, back then that's probably what they were playing, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. 
pizzas, pizzas, pizzas that certainly long. weren't around. Then, <laughs> so, yeah. Okay. okay. So right. that's next week. So I'll get those songs over to you. Yeah. Well, like I said, I've got high expectations from now. So. Yeah. Okay. Let's get on it then. Okay. Well, on that note, I will say goodbye and we will meet up again next week. Yeah. And go through those six bands, stroke groups. Yeah, we okay. will. All right, then. All right. All right. Bye, Dad. Bye.